0: You're listening to Kistorian Brothers. Phone calls about KISS from your friends at Kistorian.com. The originals, keeping it real since 2010. This is David.
1: Hi David. It's Carrie Stewart.
0: Carrie, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm awesome. Thank you for taking a minute.
1: I'm not a techie sort of person, so uh-huh. I, I I don't even understand how people do it myself. I mean, I'm just like, I'm actually relieved this is only audio and not video because when I have to do video, then I have to like pull out the ring light, and like set everything up, and then it, I don't know, it looks good on my end, and then uh-huh. on their screen, it looks terrible, and I
0: can never get it right. Awesome, well, I hope that helps you relax, I was, I was wondering if that may make you, you know, maybe you're, you know, you're in pajamas, and you've got a glass of wine. No, I mean, but, um, I don't know, sorry, oh, I'm
1: stuffing my face with the but,
0: well, that's fine. You know, this is all, uh, it's really phone calls about KISS. And um, you know, you're just the perfect spirit ambassador for Eric Carr. It's just a beautiful love story. It's like Princess Bride or something. I, I, I love
1: the book. Thank you. Thank you for reading it. Um, yeah, I'm glad you understand uh, the spiritual spiritual connection have with Eric because I usually have to spend a lot of time um, explaining <laughs> to people, but it seems like you already understand that. You know, I was so young when I was with him and I know a lot more now about musicianship uh, than I did at the time. At the time, uh, I feel guilty about this, but I, it, I didn't really understand how great he was. I didn't pay attention to his musicianship. I didn't know uh-huh. anything about uh, anything. I was only eighteen when I met him, and twenty-two, and he passed. And right. now Obviously, I'm, you know, I'm a fifty-two-year-old woman. I raised a son. I took him to a school of rock. He took uh, drum lessons from the time he was eight to thirteen years old. So I, I, I learned through him <laughs> more watching him play. Uh, I uh, learned more about um, about between that and between having been basically Eric, a spokesperson for the past 30 years. Um, I've actually been more involved in the KISS world <laughs> than I ever planned to, or to be. I get a lot of history lessons. Um, <coughs> and and I, I enjoy that part. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, I learn more from them than I actually did... Uh, you know, and people forget I only had four years with him. Right. You know, like, I haven't, I have people talk to me sometimes, like, I, I've been <laughs> with him for 34 years, you know. No, unfortunately, I wasn't. I wish I had been, um, you know, we, I only had a
0: very short time with him, so. Right, and, um, you know, and I, I re- that's why I, I feel like it's, you know, it's it's worth, you know, thanking you because reality is um he needed somebody at that time and ironically he was this dreamer that got his shot and he showed you that you could do anything you want you know um by opening the door that you were on his level or on their level or in anybody's level
1: yeah he basically i I always think of him as you know he picked up where my parents uh, left opera, actually, where they never started, you know, he um, nurtured me and uh, inspired me. And he did teach me that I could do anything. And he took care of me. And he guided me. And even, you know, where I grew up, in a very small town, uh, being a model or an actress really wasn't something anyone's... Um, took seriously. It's not like your guidance counselor, you know, at school said, oh, well, you could be an actress, you know. Uh, So I was, I I don't know, I I was kind of lost, and when I came to L.A. and I stumbled on um, acting, I remember being almost embarrassed to, to be interested in it, and one day he asked me what I wanted to do with my life and I was honest with him, and I told him that I wanted to be an actress, and from that moment forward, it was all about helping me uh, achieve my goal, and I, I don't know, I I can't remember what's in my own book, by the way, (laughs) you know, I have so much else that, yeah, well, you're living life still, yeah, every day I think, oh, I should have said this, oh, wait, I did say that, you know, like, there's just so many details, so.
0: Ironically, in your book, you make it clear. At, um, you know, obviously, you met Eric. I don't want to give away the book, but it strikes me as funny when you reconnected and you went to see Kiss in '88. And I have this little timeline that Romeo came to put you on a stool on stage. Do you? Th- Is it possible that whether it's Gene or not, but or God or Creator, that his name was Romeo? And like somehow Gene, like you you didn't get in backstage but somehow you ended up on stage that Romeo is like some magic character that connected you to Eric?
1: You know, I, I like the way especially because his name was Romeo. Because I have
0: my
1: girlfriend, Nikki, who's from Boston has the exact same story she went to a concert in Boston and Romeo took her backstage and put her on the school field oh ok that ruins <laughs> it oh no yeah sorry just forced your bubble <laughs> yeah. and Eric and I didn't uh, complete the story it wasn't it, it wasn't like a, a lightning lightning struck and we were um, madly loved together forever it took some work um, I think it was Definitely meant to be. I mean, obviously, I'm still in a relationship with him 30 years after his passing. I, I am. I, I just. It's a spiritual
0: relationship. Yeah, you know, I feel weird now talking to you about it because you've got so much else going on. But I did burn some sage and you know really think about Eric and ask him if it was. Say that I'm standing here staring at my sage as you said that. Well, let's light it together, Carrie. Let's light it together. This is a little magic moment because, okay. you know, my first concert was seeing Kiss on the Lick It Up tour. And I had grown up a Peter Criss fan, but I completely welcomed Eric. And it was a magic night that changed my life. And I've been in music my whole life, one way and another. And I ended up signing Paul Stanley to Washburn Guitars. And uh, but I never got to meet Eric, um, but I always just felt like he was the the really the good guy, and uh, and I can feel his spirit. And I don't think it's a coincidence that this tarot reader I've been listening to for two years said today or yesterday, I'm seeing a fox, and they they're
1: telling you to keep
0: being smart.
1: I I get signs all the time, so. It's interesting, but I don't find it weird. I mean, I I have had the strangest things happen to me um, that
0: usually I don't even want to tell people. Cause Do you think it's just because you're open to it or are you manifesting it intentionally? Um,
1: it's been happening to me. Guys, uh, like, and I don't and there's just certain incidences that happen to me and we're all know he's there. And, um... Know, it's hard to explain. In the beginning, it was things like I just knew when he was in a room with me, holding my hand, whether I was like in an office or
0: yeah. walking
1: past a corner, I knew he was there. Things like that, like I would feel him. Um, d- down to very strange things, he comes to me through radio maze often. And the strangest thing that was pretty recent, um, it happened in August, and uh, it was when the KISS, you know, the biography on what it kid called KISS came out, and I was getting asked to do a lot of interviews, and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to talk. I mean, I was originally in the actual documentary and got twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one, and it's a female broadcaster, and she's saying the news. Oh my god. Yeah, she's saying the news about Eric. Carver. Oh my god! Oh my
0: god! I got goosebumps all over me.
1: Right, and I, I was freaking. Holy shit! I was, my, I was like, what the fuck? What? the fuck? I like got just screaming, like almost oh my off the road. God. I actually did pull over as soon as I. I pulled over, and my son was like leaning in, almost to touch the dial, and I was screaming at my son, going, "Don't touch that! Don't touch that!" And I'm like, "What is this? Don't touch it!" And it was the entire broadcast from 1991 when he died. And I literally, it was like I saw a ghost. um, I knew that he was coming to me because there was just a lot of drama going on at that time about me getting cut out of the epithetography, what really happened, and I didn't know if I wanted to talk or not. I, I had seen a lot of people coming at me wanting to talk. I was talking to Monster of Rock about doing it. I was talking, you know, I just wasn't sure what I, what, who I wanted to give an interview, if anyone. I didn't ask. you know, it's like it gets too much for me to be a part of the, the drama, with yes. my relationship with Eric, and I don't really like to be involved in kids' drama, but I, get, I I just get grown there. So, I didn't know what to do, and after that came on, my son and I were both completely freaked out. I mean, keep in mind, you never even heard Monsters your Rock, and then that happens first thing. So, yeah, well, you're, you're going to laugh. Now I'll have a funny story to tell you. So, my son and I decided to an errand to do in Hollywood. It was only about o'clock, we decided to stop by the rainbow. I'm sure you know the famous uh-huh. Bar and Grill and Rocker Hangout was. Actually, I spent Eric's last birthday with him there. Oh, wow. And with Bruce Kulick and Eric and, and Bruce's then wife. Anyway, so we get there. We get seated. Again, no quick, In the same booth that we <laughs> and really so we out over the, the broadcast that came on and I don't I've, I always listen to Monsters of Rock i I never before like I've heard you know like an interview with an artist or something in between songs yeah
0: but never like a replay
1: yeah it's never a replay uh, yes yeah, of, 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 a news report uh, you know I, I, anyway so I was really flipping out over it and I was uh, texting with Claudia, another DJ at Monsters sure Rock. I was asking her if she knows who programs that show and uh-huh. she never heard it. But she said she's never heard anything on there. She's been working there for three years. She doesn't know anything about it. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I-, I have to get to the bottom of it see it goes. And then. And she's a
0: stand-up comedian, by the way. So, she's a really so wait, are you wondering, are you wondering, Carrie, whether you're the only one that heard that version and that no, it never happened? Ah.
1: Uh, no, it, well, it did happen eventually. Well, my son was with me. He was the witness, so it, it, it was real. Otherwise, I would actually think I was crazy. And right, was right. Person. Yeah. But, I, no, I ended up finding out who was the But I, it, 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 it was a guy that... I, Eddie Presley, who was the morning of three years before Claudia that used to program the show, and he—I ended up doing again, okay, going, getting ahead of myself. So while I'm at the rainbow, flipping out over this, Eddie Trunk uh, texted me, and you know he had had my book forever, and you know it took him forever to read it, and then like, he finally reached out to me to do an interview. And I was like, he was friends, and Eddie was friends with Eric. So I went, and that's like the biggest show I could be on. So I just went, uh, okay. I said to my son, I think perhaps the message in hearing that on the radio, was Eric trying to tell me that he wants me to talk. And right, and Eddie and him were pretty close. And now so Eddie's texting me, and it's a sign. I, I, I he wants me. He wants me to speak for him. He wants me to tell the real story. He wants me... Yeah. Not only tell the truth, but also... You know, it keeps him... Uh, a lot of them went when, I, when he speaks through me, and, uh, anyway, I know I get deep, but anyway, these are the funny parts. So then, I'm, I, then Chip starts playing, and I was made for loving you, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I cannot escape this. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom. So I go up to the bathroom, and the lights, like, just turn off. Oh my God. The bathroom with the rainbow, yes. It's uh, completely dark.
0: Yeah, and plus, you know, in the book, that's sort of... That's what was your guy's office, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Carrie, you know, I mean, I have tons of questions, but they seem really oblique and ridiculous, you know, in the light of, of the magic you just shared with us. No, no such thing as a ridiculous question. Sorry. Well, you know, I really... I I was really struck, and I don't know if this was the dedication in the book, but I wrote it down that your purpose or our purpose is to love and learn... Is uh, Sorry, to love and learn is your life's purpose. And I assume that because you... You know, he actually faced the fire uh, by being there for Eric because there wasn't going to be somebody else that you're beyond your years, and that's helped you to manage your dealings with these other powerful, uh, wonderfully romantic, artistic types that are highlighted in your book, you know. Um, But I feel like that that was the message I got out of the book, is like, how do you love and leave and
1: lose and still learn? That came from a very deep place. It sounds very simple. The only two things we're really supposed to do with our lives is to love and to learn. Um, and I found that because it took me about four years to smile again. Wow. I, yeah. Oh my I mean, God. Sincerely, to sincerely smile. Uh, oh. and, and there, I had such a sadness about me. And, you know, I went and I did this, um, it's called. Now they call it breath work. You know, it's a modern, modern name for it. Now it's very popular with yoga and all. But when I discovered it, it was called rebirthing. That's the traditional name for it. And it's basically a guided meditation uh-huh. where you breathe very deeply. And um, in these sessions, I found it a million times more helpful than talk therapy. Wow. And it's like I connected with... Eric and with my spirit guides and it's like I floated up out of my body and I got this healing and these messages and it probably not only did I do like a year of it but then I actually took like a 12 week course in, in being a practitioner and I never worked as a practitioner but uh-huh. I was so into it that I took the course and part of the course Is is finding your uh, purpose in the form of just a sentence and um, that's really what came to me after all that work and Mm -hmm. I still believe it today. Um, It's very simple but that's really all we're supposed to do is to love and to learn. Um, If you're not growing, growing, learning, same thing you know. Sometimes love comes easy like the one that I had for Eric and it never dies. You know, and like the love I have for my son is unconditional, Um, but of course, we're
0: always learning together. I'm not paying really close attention to your social media, and I know it's, first of all, you're en fuego. The other day you were sitting on a countertop.
1: It's mostly me like doing, you know, attention grabbing.
0: So, Carrie, this is so awesome, and I don't want to ruin it by saying the wrong thing or doing anything more. I had one question here that I think maybe KISS fans would enjoy. And again, I want to thank you on behalf of KISS fans for carrying Eric's torch with such class and grace
1: and also humor. He had a great sense of humor, and just hearing you say that made me smile because i I still tickled by his sense of humor. I say I have a spiritual relationship
0: with him I can still feel him I can feel it too and I think the KISS fans can feel it and that's why we love you so much mm-hmm. I had one question that I've written down you know, and I have literally 30 questions here but I just wanted to have a conversation with you the question was Is in your, in your mind like mind melding with Eric is there a happy place a KISS happy place for Eric Carr as you see it
1: I think his happy place was with fans, not with Kiff. Um, he enjoyed getting to know the fans, and I'm not saying that because I think the fans want to hear it, I think it's the truth. That's when he, uh, he was really a people person and he really enjoyed uh, hearing from the fans and it's not like, it's not, he's not like anyone I've ever met. I don't think I've ever, ever known anybody uh, so genuine. Uh, there was a part of him that was just extremely down to earth and grounded, and maybe because he grew up in Brooklyn on, you know, a stoop of a poor social. I really don't know why he was. When he, was he was, you know, extremely um, unexpected and uh, no ego and. Um, I think that, you know, obviously he enjoyed, you know, playing his drums and his craft and writing music, and he was really passionate about about that, but um, above all else, yeah, I really think that his happy place was uh, signing autographs, having a beer with the fans after a show, you know, like, just giving them the joy of his presence. So
0: awesome, Carrie. Uh, what are you up to? Is there anything you need to plug or anything?
1: Uh, you can hear my show. Um, it's Pacific time. Well, if you uh, if you live, if you're like me and you live in California, <laughs> but uh, it's international. But yeah, uh, I'm on Thursdays from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time, and uh, I talk about Eric a lot. Um, you know, I they let me talk about whatever I want. There's no script. Wow. So it's script. When I'm in the mood to tell a story about a I do, if I think of a, once in a while, I think of a new one that I forgot. Because kids' friends are always asking me to tell them something about Eric that I've never told anyone. And when they put me on the spot, I can't think of anything. <laughs> It'll be like some weird moment, like that I'm at home that all of a sudden there's all the pop in my head. So these days, like, I jot it down so that, you know, when I'm on the radio or something, you know, I'll, I'll end up
0: talking about it. You've given us so much of it.
1: You can't...
0: Huh? You've given us so much of it. You know, you, you've got to keep what you want to keep to yourself. And I just want to thank you, you know, so much. I just feel like I know you and I don't even know you. And I think that that's a testament to who Eric Carr was. To like even, I'll never run out of things
1: to... I don't know if they're interesting enough to talk about, but I never run out of memories. Like, you know, during the pandemic, my, my son and I drove to West Hollywood because there's a place called Cousin's Main Lobster. We love the lobster roll, So we drove all the way there, which um, is, you know, 40 minutes from our house to go get the lobster roll. And as we were pulling up in parking, I noticed a brick building across the street. And I said, oh my God, this is where Eric sent me to get my hair done at <laughs> that time. He sent me to his the guy that did his hair. It was on the second level of this first building. So that memory just like came right back to me in that instant. So instant. That's why. I mean, even though they're little, they're not worth writing a book over these things. Are you sure? That was my
0: next question. That was my next question. Is there is there another book? No. The only way that I can have a relationship with anyone is that
1: they understand that I still am in a relationship with Eric. It's a spiritual relationship. It's different, you know, but I'll, I will always love him. And I have others because you read my book, you know, I've had other relationships who are jealous of Eric and couldn't handle the competition of a big person. <laughs> they couldn't handle the competition of my son. They would probably be jealous of my dog.
0: Carrie, this is one of the best nights of my life talking to you. God bless you.
1: Oh well, anytime you want to talk, here I am. Now you know how to reach me. But the nicest compliment I've ever had, um, and several people, I can't count how many people said the same thing to me uh, at the Kiss Expo, I had so many fans tell me that now I see what Eric saw, and you're you're exactly like he was, (laughs) and those were fans that met him. And I said,
0: "Oh my God! Wow, that that is the greatest compliment that I could ever receive." Yeah, you've got amazing energy. Thank you. Amazing. I, I'm about to like up, when I hang up, I'm gonna freak out and call my brother and my mom. <laughs> You're doing wonderful things, and, and you know you know, when you smile, the fucking world smiles. So
1: don't let the bastards get you down. That's why I get on the kitchen counter. That's why I stay sexy. That's why I, that I smile and I have fun, and that's, I try to spread joy and happiness and entertain everybody. And I Hey, I can't make everyone happy, but I think I'm making most people happy, so...
0: Well, as I let you go, I listened to this Eddie Trunk interview where, where he was talking, you know, it was late night and Eric went out to New Jersey, you know, in the late eighties to talk to him and somebody asked about the exposed video and he said he was hoping to get more time on the video than the monkey if they did a follow-up. And I wonder I wonder how often those little things got back to Paul, because those guys are like eggshell city.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> gonna let you go you know and eddie and i have talked to about it like <laughs> uh but uh, yeah what we'll we call man positive mr sensitive yeah
0: <laughs> hey good night and uh, i wish you the best maybe we'll cross paths down the road all the best it sounds good thanks bye-bye have a great night you too <laughs> oh, oh thank I you know. cheers <laughs>